Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Like, I feel like my caregiving cup is is full. It's full already. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. My first pet is a dog named Marshmallow. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Everything's wrong with birds. Okay, you're right. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. So you don't have to. Is there anything else we can say for upside of a cat? (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Amy. This is Margaret. And today we're talking about pets. Should you get a pet? Should you get a pet is the question. No, that would be a (laughs) terrible idea. I mean... What are you saying? Don't be insane. So you have let's just let's just uh, lay down the groundwork right off the bat. You have zero pets. Am I correct? No, I have a pet. What do you have? I have a controversial pet. So Amy knows that I am not an animal person, which I think some people think might be a sign that you're a um, psychopath. But I am not a person who enjoys animals. No judgment here. But I do have a pet. I have a cat. What? I know. It's kind of shocking. This is how much of not an animal person that you are, that I didn't know you had a cat until literally just this moment. I have what I would call like a third of a pet. When we lived in Los Angeles, one day we came home from wherever we were and there was a cat on our lawn. And it was like a gorgeous, beautiful, fluffy, I'll put a picture up of our cat. I mean, it's a gorgeous cat. And so the kids were like, can we keep her? And I said, well, it's clearly someone's cat. So we will keep her and put signs up around the neighborhood until this cat is found. And we did that. And then nobody got back. Nobody got in touch with us. At which point I should also say on night number one, we had some problems with our house in LA. And one of the problems that we had rats And I don't mean like mice. I mean big, fat, black city rats. In the alleyway? Where are these rats? In my kitchen. Oh my God. We had done, we had planters all around our house. And we had done, somebody told us that the planters were containing water and rotting the wood. And so we ripped out all the planters and there must have been rats living in there. Oh my God. They came into the house. (laughs) I know. I basically, I lived in a um, Mark Twain novel. Not a Mark Twain novel. Who's the guy who wrote um, a Stephen King novel? No. 
Who wrote like uh, Oliver Twist? Oh, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens' novel. That's exactly. It was My a life Dickensian was a experience. I was Dickensian. And we were plagued. We had a plague of rats. Like we would hear them in the ceiling, like tick, 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 running around at night. And I always kept saying, oh, they're on the roof. But they weren't on the roof. They were in the crawl space above our heads. This is making my, my tummy hurt. No, just listening it's, to it. it's horrible. Like no one, no one should have to know what happened. <laughs> but and we're about to find day, out. So we had an exterminator coming and trying to get rid of the rats. And I just kept saying to my husband, you realize the day I see a rat in my house, I'm burning the entire place down. And we just have to make a new life for ourselves. And then one day I made cookies with the kids and I turned on the oven to preheat it. And when I opened the oven, a rat ran out of it. Come on. So we, we need, we're going to have to put up like a spoiler alert at the beginning no, of this I'm, episode. You're right. No one should listen to this. It's horrible. <laughs> I apologize to everyone that you're having to get this glimpse into my horrible life. Please tell me horrible. we're almost at the part where the fluffy cat made it all better. We are. Okay. okay we're okay, changing okay. into that part. Okay. Because okay, you're right. Good. I actually have like that skeevy shoulder feeling <laughs> right now. So let's stop talking about it. But. Oh my God. Cat shows up in the yard, beautiful cat. I'm like, oh, this is someone's like, some like Hollywood starlet's like lap cat. Like it's like a fluffy, beautiful cat. Comes in night one, kills a rat in the house. Like leaves I, it on the kitchen floor or something. Yeah. Okay. Leaves it behind the sofa. Which in your current state was actually a welcome thing. Like, thank you so for I showing me you killed one. I suddenly realized, wait a minute, maybe the only, like this exterminator who we're paying God knows how much money to is not getting rid of the rats. Maybe a cat is the solution. And so... The cat, but I'm still thinking we have to give this cat back to somebody. Then one day we're sitting outside, the cat is walking around and this girl who lives in this apartment complex down the block says, oh, I know that cat. I took that cat in. That cat was a disgusting, matted street stray. And I took it in and gave it a bath and combed it all out and conditioned her and like got her all fluffy and looking like a regular cat. And then she ran away and she ran to our house. (laughs) And so I said, well, here you can have her back. You can have her back. And the lady was like, no, I I don't want a cat. And so then I realized, wait a minute, this is our cat now. And this so cat was this cat was like, I'm going to go to their house. Nobody will ever bathe me at that no, house. No, no one will ever bathe me, and I'll live on a steady diet of rats. <laughs> it was a paradise at our house. And so that's how we got our cat. Wait, your cat has a name? Okay, the cat's name is Avril. Avril? Like, like Avril Lavigne, but not like Avril Lavigne. <laughs> apparently, my son named her. Apparently, someone named some. It's an Angry Birds character or something. <laughs> I don't know, but the cat... My son walked in and was like, that cat's name is Avril. Just no debate. And then all the kids were like, okay, Avril, Avril. The cat's name is Avril. She is basically a feral cat who visits our house. She lives in our house, but she spends, I would say, 70% of her time outside. Sometimes she's gone for two days, but she always comes back. She's got a lot to do. There's a lot of rats out there in the big wide world. our new house, thank God, does not have rats. And so she's probably out not killing anymore. other things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so... What do you have up there in the woods? Like some raccoons? Oh, I mean, she could take down a deer, probably, this oh, cat. Sure. She's The other thing is we have coyotes. And so our vet said that we probably shouldn't let her outside anymore. But I kind of figure for Avril, every day's a gift. She was an L.A. street cat. She's had... 
three or four good years. And she would just be so miserable inside. She yeah. Loves, she like climbs the trees. We call her the great snow cat during um, wintertime because she just bounds around in the snow. She's, she's an unusual animal. She's the perfect pet for me. Little did I know. Because she needs very little from you. She needs nothing. I never interact with her. My husband likes cats. Always has. Which I will say was a strike against him when we were dating. You I was know, like, who likes cats? What I actually, weird dude likes cats? I actually had on my notes for today as a sort of like, you know, my sort of ground rules for the episode to discuss that nobody should ever get a cat. That was going to be my... Um, <laughs> I'm like, number one, well, no, no but cats. Didn't ever. I throw you a curveball yes. with the rat infestation? You didn't see that one coming, did you? Yes. I yeah, I, I think that you need Avril and that and I but I totally agree. Not it isn't like, oh a coyote might get her like better that Avril should have um, you know A life of freedom. A life of a, a shorter life of that freedom ends than in a, a violent death in the woods. Yes. Than a longer life of scratching sitting, you. Yeah. And hiding under and your bed. She has like attacked all of my children. Awesome. And injured them. But, you know, she's a, kind of a wild animal. We just, we just let her in every once in a while to give her some food. I don't, I, that is one thing I never understand about cat, uh, you know, lovers, right? It takes a certain type. Um, my, my friend Barbara, she, she took in a cat that, uh, you know, just started showing up at her, similarly just started showing right. up on her porch one day, like, okay, I guess this is our cat now. Right. And she's like, I think that's how most people get a cat. And she's like, looky, scratch me here. And she's like, she's showing me all her scratches. Cause oh. isn't that cute when you get a new cat, how they scratch you. And I'm, I was like, what? I, I bring my own baggage to this, which is that my, my mother was killed by is, a cat. She was killed by a cat. By a domestic house cat. I don't really know where it comes from, but my mother has a, an, an absolute, you know, phobia. She is of cats. Kittacataphobia. Yes, <laughs> she she is <laughs> phobic of cats, and she instilled in all of us to be kind to others and to you know but not be cats. really afraid of cats. Yeah. So I I they skeeve me. Afraid. I mean, I can understand not liking cats. There's something creepy about a cat, but afraid of a cat. They skeeve me. Okay, they don't. I'm not afraid of them, but they you know they skeeve yeah. me deeply. I've had to like apartment sit. With that cat, and, and I, I couldn't sleep. And it's, I would agree. Terrible. It's like a burglar in the house. They're always creeping around and like staring at what, you while you <laughs> sleep and stuff. There's something very creepy about a cat. Somebody once said about cats, like, if they were big enough, they'd eat you. Like, that's, you know, that's Sure. Just and they're the plotting truth. against you all the time. They're just walking around the house working to take so you down. If, if if the question of the episode is, should our family get a cat? <laughs> There's a so very first specific... of all, I want you to ask you, yourself some questions. <laughs> Number one, do you have a rat infestation? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, then you don't need a cat. Lucky you. Aren't you fancy with your rat-free house? <laughs> I was thinking you're so much better than everyone. I have a rat-sized animal, but I don't have rats. Yeah, that's true. You So Amy does have a pet. You I have, have two a... pets. Two? Yes. I only know one. My my first pet is a um, nine-pound dog named Marshmallow. My kids named her. We've already discussed the name, and I, <laughs> I have some problems with it. But and she's curled I up at my feet. I try not to judge, but I do. Well, the name thing. Marshmallow has been featured on the podcast because she we was ha- a very jingly color. Yes, exactly. I, have to, I, I removed it this, this oh, morning. That's why I can't hear. She's very patient. But so the the naming thing is actually funny. When, when talking about getting a pet, one of the big sort of issues when you get a pet is 
what are, what are you going to call her? And I have a friend who has a, you know, a little lap dog named Petunia, and she told me ahead of time, which what was picked wrong by, with you people. Yeah. Are you going to leave these dogs no dignity? And she told me before, before we brought this dog home, she knew it was imminent. And she said, do not let your kids name the dog. Just decide what the dog's name is ahead of time. Otherwise, they'll be fighting. And I thought... That doesn't seem right. It seems to me like the How kind of you number one without meeting it. Yeah. Well, and also the number one reason to get a pet is to name it, right? Kind of like a baby isn't like the best part of having a baby. <laughs> Figuring out the name, like, like it seemed like a big thing to take off the table for my kids. Sort of half the reason to get it. So, but I was prepared for it to be a completely fraught experience. And then I we for Christmas we gave our kids a picture of the dog. The dog wasn't there, but here's a picture of the dog. This is going to be our dog. And uh, they looked at it, and my oldest kid was like, she, you know, she was all fluffy, and he's like, "Let's call her Miss Fluff." No, Marshmallow, like Marshmallow Fluff. And wow. and the you other two a bullet with Miss Fluff, but yeah, you ended up with yeah, Miss Fluff would have been even worse. But Mar- Marshmallow, <laughs> and the other two kids were like, "Yeah, the end." It was like a seven-second mm. process. That's how Marshmallow Avril was too. Yeah. So so it, I I would say do let your kids name your pet because maybe they'll fight, but it might just be. Uh, well, what's your other option? Name. Like naming a dog you don't have? That seems insane. <laughs> but much much like a child, you know, she has the word mellow in her name, and that was probably a good thing. But uh, she's also extremely, like, she is a marshmallow. She's afraid of everything. She's afraid of, like, a paper bag that rustles and <laughs> and any dog or cat that she might encounter. Um, she's, a, she's a timid little thing, and maybe we should have named her. I don't know. My, my friend has a dog like this, and they, they named her Megatron, and she's a little bit meaner, and I think That's she was probably... That's kind of funny, actually. She was set up for success. I, I do not mean... I'm going to borrow a f- phrase from my mother. I do not mean to besmirch your dog, but I, I just... Small dogs, it's, it's my... I'd rather have 9,000 cats than one small dog. <laughs> she's not so... Like, she's not like uh, like Chihuahua or like Teacup I realize Poodle. I'm on dangerous ground because it's kind of like insulting your baby, but I, I just... Small dogs, mm. I, I just... it's There's no appeal for me. Well, you're not you're not insulting me because this is... We'll, we'll, we'll get to this, but I um, was not an animal lover. am not an animal lover. I was, uh, you know, re- I was assured repeatedly like, oh, you'll see. You're going to no, bring her home. you won't see. That's no, a lie. Nobody's going to... Yeah, and I got to say, like, if you're really in a dog, you'll you will You'll start be- loving the mornings when you have a baby. Yeah, lies. <laughs> lies. You'll, you'll become a dog lover when you get a dog. Lies. I've grown accustomed to Marshmallow's face. You yeah. Know? Like, I'm, I mean, I'm begrudgingly accepting of this I, sweet, sweet animal. We... My sister has a dog... An Australian Shepherd, and it's such a lovely dog. It's a big frisbee catching, bandana wearing dog. Like it's a dog. Everything about it is doggy. And, uh, but it doesn't make me want a dog. I like being with that dog. It's kind of fun having her padding around. But when my sister stays with me, she brings the dog, and um, she. We'll go out to dinner and she'll have her kids here. And I would say, oh, just sleep in because we um, will get up and make the kids breakfast. You just get, you know, take a weekend off. And she's like, oh, but I have the dog. I have to get up anyway. The dog will wake me up at six. And I just think, I don't want that in my life. It's the truth. It's it's sort of the one. Well, it's one like of the having many... a baby that never grows old. Exactly. Eternal toddler. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I, just, it, I don't want any part of that. Here's what I would say about small dogs. Can I, can I say something in defense of a, of a small dog? You can, because I've attacked your small dog. 
um, in my mind much more than I've even said out loud. But go ahead. <laughs> here's here's two reasons to get a small dog. I I kind of agree with you. Like big dogs are kind of more fun. Although this this dog, I have a Havanese, and she's she's like she'll, she's like a stick chaser and a you know ball retriever and stuff. Like she plays like that. I think you definitely want a, a dog. If, especially if you have kids that wants to play. Right. You don't of, want that like Paris Hilton goes in your purse dog. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No purse dog. Exactly. But two things about small dogs. Well, you know, uh, big dogs, big poops. First of all, I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to, you and get that in your head because you're, that's going to be the next mm, 10 to once, 13 years of your life. Can I just add a quick rebuttal there? Yeah. Once it's poop, is the size really that big of an issue? I would say it's very much like, kids like didn't you find like changing your kids diapers just became completely neutral to you after a while but you didn't want to change like some other kids diaper that was really weird yeah so that's probably true so once it's your dog's poop i feel like once it's poop the size is fairly oh god but like like i would every time i i live in new york city where you're certainly exposed to more dog poop than you are and you know yes just the concentration of it um and every time Every time I, you know, am walking Marshmallow and I see some big dog doing its business, I like, you know, say a prayer to St. Bernard that I don't have to pick <laughs> that up. That you have a small Could dog be worse, I think. Hashtag okay. could God, be worse. this episode is disgusting. I hope no one's eating. I'm not going like to talk about rats and poop. Okay, let's move but on. The other, but yeah, there's, there's another reason for small dogs that, that, that is very important. I, th- I think if you're going to get a pet, which I'm going to say. Don't mm, do that. That's think, a terrible think idea. Think twice okay, and then go think ahead. again. Um, you have to consider um, the portability of the dog and whether that's important to you. For for me, uh, it was pretty important to me that I had a dog that could travel with us. We go to Florida a lot. I needed a dog. But that do, could the dog fit goes under on the, the plane. Seat. Oh yeah, she fits under the seat uh, in front of us. That doesn't freak her out. No. I mean, she didn't like it, but now she's now she's fine with it. She has a little backpack. She travels in. We wheel her through the airport. She fits under the seat. You unzip it, and she sticks her head out, and you you know pet her a lot. And she now after she's almost five years old, so now she's like, oh, I don't really like this place, but I I know I'm going somewhere that I like. Um, and she fits right under the seat because <laughs> I like how you think that that's what she's thinking. <laughs> I know I'm going somewhere I like, so I'll just relax. She's a long suffering beast. But anyway, but but. <laughs> But if you, I don't think she really knows that she's on her way to Florida. But okay, go ahead. She, she, if if you don't get a dog that can travel with you, you have to either travel less, or drive everywhere you used to fly, or pay somebody to take care of your dog while you're gone. And right, all, which is and basically all three are kind of unpleasant. It's a giant expense. Well, that's what I keep telling our kids who want a dog is that we cannot get a dog because we travel too much. There. Are, grandparents and cousins are all in texas uh we go to florida as well and i i wouldn't get a small dog because i have objections to the small dogs and we have to go it, back to that but finish your finish your if thought, i have a have to big go- dog they can't come and that's the thing then you end up i mean my sister has a dog sitter place that the dog enjoys and i mean you could do that it just but, but we it's, travel it's we travel 50 bucks a, a day. It's, it's, or, or yeah, I don't know. That's you know, the it's, thing. It's expensive. Yeah, we're not getting a dog. Okay, what do you want to say in defense of small, creepy <laughs> I dogs? I don't want to say anything defense, but I want to know what it is, what it is about, about small dogs that, that uh, I want to unpack that for you. What gets under your skin about a I don't know. A, a t- yapping? The yapping? Yapping? Marshy doesn't yap. Marshy. Oh, man. 
We're in, we're in thin ice here. Like, I'm, <laughs> it's like I might as well just start insulting your kids. Like, Marshy doesn't yap. But if you don't want a dog that yaps, hyper then... small yappy. Yeah. That's what I think of with small dogs. Yeah, no, I hate that too. Don't get a hyper dog. But don't get a hyper dog anyway because the kind of dogs that are yappy and hyper, they don't like kids. Like, do, like do your do your homework. And and full confession, we got we got marshmallow from a breeder, and I fully accept. <gasps> That getting a dog from uh, that rescuing a dog is the better way to do things. Just like breastfeeding your baby is the better way to do things. But there are reasons that you might not be able to do that. And for my family, uh, we we our dog came into our life at a very stressful, semi-traumatic time. And part of the reason we were getting her was to calm things down in our household. Hmm. And so we needed a dog that was going to um, calm things down. I couldn't sort of roll the dice and get some, you know, dog that was going to, you know, bite everybody and, you know, and need a lot of attention because it had been abused or whatever. I didn't have the bandwidth in my life for that. And maybe someday I will, like maybe my next dog someday although I have sworn this is my yes. first and last dog. but No, and speaking mm. for all the people whose heads are exploding, it's not, a, it's not a binary choice of like, on the one hand, good dogs. On the other hand, dogs who kill you, you know, or, or abused or bite you or whatever. Right, but, right. Uh, but you are yeah. rolling the dice. You, and, and you know what? You're rolling the dice with the, with the, with the breeder too, but, but you I You just wanted, wanted to, a very specific breed. You made I wanted, the choice. I wanted a dog that I knew would be comfortable with being petted a lot and, you know, and would be a very good companion that could travel with us, that could be a comfort animal. And, and you know, and she ticked all the boxes. And then, and then once we got her, we got a trainer because, of course, you can – a good trainer can work wonders. <laughs> we, but that's all expensive. All the dogs we had growing up were um, – Either other people's dogs they'd grow tired of, or we never, you know, we always got very haphazard dogs, and of course we never trained them well. And then we always just had the dog that would like. We had a dog growing up that would steal bread. We had a bread drawer, and the dog figured out how to open the drawer with its teeth and take out loaves of bread. And then he would eat some of the bread and then hide the rest of the loaf under a couch cushion somewhere in the house. So like every time we had guests over, they would be sitting and be like, I think there's something under my seat. It would be like a half-eaten moldy loaf of bread. (laughs) Oh, no wonder I don't like dogs. We didn't have a good family history with dogs. The thing about about pet ownership, like I was saying about like you have to travel less or travel differently or pay somebody to watch your dog is – you, you, you were saying it's like having an eternal toddler, right? It's like a toddler that never grows up. They're, all, they're always going to wake you up at 6 a.m. It's true. And yet somehow I always still, almost five years into having a dog, forget until two days before we leave somewhere that, I'm, you know, that we're not taking her or we can't take her. Because, of course, all those places exist. Right. You know, my son's soccer tournament in Princeton, whatever. That, oh, who's going to take Marshmallow? I, I always... I'm probably a pretty bad pet owner because I I don't I forget that I have four children. I think that I only have three. Wait, we have a mystery hanging over us. You have a second pet. Well, that's I think, what I was going to get to. So, I so, think what we should do. So, yeah, I feel like we should take a break. All right, you're going to find out what leave the other pet is. People hanging over the break because because dogs are bad. But I'll tell you what's even worse, and I'll tell oh you after the break. Gosh, I can't wait. 
Uh, all right, we're going to take this break, and then we're going to find out what horror awaits us when we have a reveal of Amy's other pet. Your guide to choosing the right pet from the What Fresh Hell podcast. Mommy, could I please get a hamster? Upsides. Hamsters have cute faces, are caged for your convenience, and also you can name one of them MC Hamster. Downsides. All night running by hamsters on tiny wheel, likely to remind you of the existential meaninglessness of all existence. We have to get a dog. Upsides. Dogs have cute faces, a universally acknowledged best friendiness, and fetch is very fun until the ball gets slimy. Downsides. All the pooping and early waking of having a toddler, but it goes on forever. For Christmas, I really want a kitty cat. Upsides. Cute faces can be almost completely ignored. Also, purring. Downsides. Cats have historically been believed to be able to steal your breath while you are sleeping. That's never been disproven. I've always wanted a turtle. Turtles have sort of cute faces. They eat leaves in a winning manner, and they are the very definition of low maintenance. Downsides. Not exciting at all to the degree that you are likely to neglect this pet to death by forgetting that you own it. OMG, do you know what we should get? A jaguar. Upsides. Jaguars have cute faces and are very exciting. Downsides. Jaguars are extremely dangerous in confined spaces. Maybe we should just get a bird. Oh my god, seriously? You are not getting a bird. What's wrong with you? This has been your guide to getting a pet from the What Fresh Hell podcast. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to 
croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, guys, are you ready? Everyone's been biting their nails, leaning forward. This is like our cereal episode, you know, Serial, the podcast where everyone couldn't wait. This is what it's like. Everyone's been waiting <laughs> a bated breath to find out what horrible other pet you have. Can I guess? Uh, no. Is it a reptile? I, no. Well, th- th- it's interesting. So, so, can, so can I give you, I started preparing for this episode by giving, by, by uh, like, should our family get a pet? I thought, okay, here's my pet theory that I'm going to expound upon. And then my own pet was a complete exception to this. That a that you can get a, a reptile. My sister has a um, turtle, actually. So my sister that is four boys. We had boys, a turtle. She got a turtle. She's had this turtle since she was eight years old. She, oh, it's your sister's turtle. It's my sister's turtle. And now she's, you know, a mother of four. And she still has the same turtle. Oh, that's, that's a horror story. She, right my parents there. were like, no pets, no pets, no pets. And she, as a young lass, was like, she really wanted a turtle. And she wrote an essay down for my she was a total like Lisa Simpson type right so she right. wrote um an essay for my parents which of course they kept about here's here's like 10 reasons I should be able to get a turtle and it was like it doesn't <laughs> bark it doesn't eat that much it won't she keep needs you up to at write night. a new one now 10 right. reasons why that was the biggest mistake of my life right, right. well so, and, and right and so uh, let's see I mean what's the turtle's name Wiley. <clears throat> oh, that's a really cute name for a turtle. Yeah, yeah. And, and so here he still is in this house. And, and you know what? And he's not that much trouble. And he lives in a tank. He lives under like a lamp because he likes the sun. And you cut up some strawberries for him. But he's, I was just there visiting them last weekend. And I said to the two-year-old, look at Wiley. He's eating his strawberries. And the two-year-old t- looked at me like, who? And then he turned around and looked at the, like, oh. And it, he just had this look in his face like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Like he just... <laughs> He's not so a big presence. doesn't make the radar screen. And, and so that turtle is like forty years old. Yes, I mean he's thirty something. Yeah, because he wasn't he wasn't a newborn. She, he was a full grown adult when Molly got him. She thinks he was about five when she got him. And she yeah yeah he's he's like thirty five years old. Um, <laughs> I don't and, know why and, that's funny. And when it was just him, she used to like 
because he needs to get a job. Well, he's right? a turtle. Get out of the he house. He needs to get out of the house, right? But if he get, if he gets out of the tank, what does a turtle do? They hide. So growing up, I, my parents are trying to leave from my college graduation, and Wiley was you know already around, and Molly had let him out, and he we couldn't they couldn't find him, and he was hiding behind the television. Back then, you know, the big TV right, and the armor. Because he wanted warm. Warm yeah. and dark. And they they were like late for my graduation because they couldn't find the turtle. Uh, and, and my grandmother was worried he was going to snap at her ankles. So he had to be, he had to be restrained. Had to be um, so she can't, so my sister can't really let him out because whenever she lets him out, he immediately hides somewhere. Um, and she was sort of like, oh, this poor, this poor animal. So I thought about having a dog versus having this turtle. And I thought, okay, you have to consider the... Uh, the pain in the rear factor, I'm going to call it, since this is a family podcast, and that Please. that the keep it clean. The the pain in the rear uh, factor has to be taken into consideration when you get a pet because you can pick a pet that's really sort of low um, maintenance, like a turtle, but they're also really not that great. Right. It's it's a what do you call that? There's like a, a real spectrum of like interesting and low maintenance are at one end, right? And, no, not interesting and low maintenance are at one end. And then interesting Turtle. but high maintenance are at the other end. Oh, yeah, like German Shepherd. Jaguar. <laughs> jaguar. Don't, yeah, I wouldn't get a Jaguar, but that would be very interesting. Right. But in that quadrant, so this all leads me up to my other pet because, and, and so if there's the quadrant well, of. You are, this pet better be so exciting the, at this the, point. You've the, really dragged this out. The quadrant of interest you know fun versus not fun and high maintenance low maintenance the quadrant you really don't want to get into <laughs> is high, high maintenance, maintenance low fun low fun and your pet is a fish <laughs> oh wait i thought you were going to say ferret no god no <laughs> wait a, a minute fish well a fish seems low maintenance and that's because i, would, you I don't own one Really? I would have put a fish in the exact opposite quadrant. Low maintenance, very interesting. Oh, God, it's interesting for like five minutes Two the first seconds. day you get it. Did you yeah. win it at a fair? No. My, so my, my daughter was in the hospital last year. She's fine, but she was she was in the hospital for something. And uh, one of her teachers came to visit, and she called ahead of time. I will say this. And she's like, I want to bring her a present. Is it okay with you if I bring her a fish? And at this point, we've been in the hospital for like three you days. Like, I'll take anything. Yeah, anything. like a fish sounds amazing. You were like, Jaguar? Yes. Yes. And and so, and, and, and of course, the fish was amazing while we were in the hospital because part of it was totally contraband. And all the nurses came in like, who let this fish in here? And, you know, it's a big, uh, big adventure, yeah. like sneaking the fish around. And then as soon as it became time, like we got, we were... Um, you know, released, we got to go home and it was sort of like, how do you like, how do you travel with a fishbowl fish. with a fish in it in a taxi or a car? Like it was, and that was the beginning of the end. This fish is, you know, it's just sitting on a counter now. It, you know, I, I throw a scoop of food in there once a day because my daughter's supposed to and she always forgets. Do you and have like the filter and the rocks? No, and the whole thing? no. I mean, it's a little fish. It's a betta fish, which if you want something that will never die, get a get a betta fish. I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and it's it's water, you know, like maybe once a week gets so like disgustingly cloudy um, that it has to be that has to be dealt with. And and. That is like I, w I would give my dog a bath a hundred times before I would do that. And so who who's going to change the fish water becomes just like the like I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it either. I'm not doing it either. And so my uh, 
one of my teenage sons does it if I pay him five dollars to change <laughs> the fish water. So again, expensive, not interesting, <clears throat> and high maintenance. Just gross. And he cleans it, but then and he'll eventually clean it, but then he gets kind of into it, like this is mom, come smell this. This is so <laughs> just, no seriously smell this. We have to go through Maybe all that. You should get a filter. Uh yeah, maybe I should. If you're gonna keep the fish, just get a filter. But then that's like big, like, yeah. So then I have a big monstrosity in now my house. you committed. Yeah. So, I kept thinking about getting fish because it seemed like, I don't know. I The one thing I really, I had the worst pet ever. I will tell you. It wasn't really my pet. I had a roommate way before I had kids. And I will tell you the worst pet in the world. Bird. Oh, Everything yeah. is horrible about yeah. a bird. It lives in a cage. Like, it's like you've taken the one thing that's interesting about a bird and you've you've neutralized it. Which is a bird can fly. You're <laughs> like, it's what is interesting about a bird? One thing. It has wings and it can fly. It can defy gravity. And then you're like, okay, but just forget that part. We're going to put you in a tiny cage where you're just basically a prisoner. And then you're going to poop all over paper that has to be constantly changed. And then <laughs> my roommate at the time, of course, got two birds and then they started laying eggs and we had baby birds. It was so oh, God. awful. I it was the worst. I a bird like, is yeah. the worst pet ever. But a bir- I, I do like the birds that you can teach to say like, what's cooking, sweetheart? But you want a, a, I just, there's something about, I've been in people's houses that have those birds. And like, I'm sorry if you have this bird and you love it. But when I walk into a house and I see a bird in a cage, I just doubt everything about the person I'm looking at. Like, what is wrong with you? Like... That is a, a a majestic creature of flight, and it's in a cage in your kitchen being like, I want a soda. Like, why is that entertaining for anyone? Uh, Everything's right. wrong with birds. Okay, you're right. And then the people, I mean, we, I mean, whatever. I knew artsy people in college, and there was always the person who was like, I let my bird fly around the house. It's just, just have you ever been in a house where there's a bird, a loose yeah. bird? No, thank you. Oh my God. I'd rather have a Jaguar. I'd rather take my chances. I have another pretty bad pet. I'll throw it in the ring. I don't know if I can top bird. But I think you know where this episode is going, guys. So if you want to turn it off, it's okay. No, you shouldn't get a pet. But we're going to keep talking for a few more minutes. But just so you know where this is heading. My brother's family, they have two uh, hamsters named Peace and Midnight. And they got those because their kids really wanted a dog. And they're like, oh, no dog. But, but... These hamsters. Is, I think we were learning. Pet. Well, let's let's just focus on this important takeaway. Do not fall into the trap of I don't want a dog, and so I will get a blank. Yeah, <laughs> like whatever that thing is, it's not going to be that much better than a dog. No, it's going to be less. It's going to fall into the less least interesting most work quadrant. Well, here's what's the matter with hamsters: they're nocturnal, and so <laughs> they they're all night party animals. They lie literally. around, right? They just like beach themselves all day long, and then. Um, you know, we slept over at their house one night and all night long it was like because they're, oh, they're running the wheel. on their wheel, but only at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Two o'clock in the afternoon. They've got nothing. They don't oh. want to, they're asleep. They don't want to be petted middle of the night. They're party animals. So yeah. So don't get a hamster either. I, I, I don't like anything that lives in a cage. That's not, I just, I don't like seeing things in a cage. It bums me out. I had, our neighbors had guinea pigs. I mean, they have really cute faces, but what's the point? So 
we're really down on pets. This is the thing. We have hit an episode. Like, there are people out there whose heads are exploding who are like, my dog is the best thing that ever happened to me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, are so there positives about pets? Yes, there are. But here's here's the thing. I'd like to, yes. I'd like to sort of put in place, like, what you need to have in place before you get a pet, right? As as two somewhat regretful pet owners. My, my, my dog is amazing, and she's been amazing for my kids, and she's done everything that we thought she would do for us and bring to us just in terms of like a dog is always happy to see you. A dog is never in a bad mood, is never blaming you for something that's not even about you, right? Like she is 100% love and happiness and just wants to just wants to please you. And that's a pretty nice thing to have in your house. Um, you know, she runs to the, my, my, my husband always says like, no, nobody comes and greets me when I come home, except yeah. for the dog who's like, yeah. you know, like, like nails so clicking happy. on the floor, yeah. jumping, so loves, loves you. And that's a really nice thing to sort of have in your house. Um, but the, see, we still have that because our kids still do that. We have little kids. <clears throat> yeah. See, Avril's not going to do that. Right. So it's a reason to get a dog. I guess it's not a reason to get a pet. When I, having had, I think three kids, in four years, five years, maybe. Um, the biggest thing is I don't want to recreate in any way that toddler experience, yes. the toddler years experience. And so for me, dealing with another being's bodily functions has no interest for me. I'm not doing it. I don't want to go out and pick up poop. That's that's your 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 spot on, and it's important. I don't important want to pet to... anything else. I don't want anything else. I have to give physical inter- have a physical interaction with. I still have kids who are like pawing at me and all over me, which I love because they're lovely. They're my kids, yay! But I don't need to fill that void in my life. Dogs and dogs and cats, yeah, they're they're. The and I don't want anything who... that wakes me up at six o'clock in the morning. The people who love them are the people who have sort of caregiving bandwidth available yeah, right i, I mean, don't have that yeah and so I, I have a friend who's a you know a dog lover and she um you know has a 15 year old dog that she just takes everywhere and it's the best dog and she was the one telling me like you'll see you're gonna love this dog <laughs> and like a year in she's like so did i tell you or did i i'm like yeah not really and i and i knew i was disappointing her and i I just said to her, like, I feel like my caregiving cup is is full. It's full already, and so I didn't, I didn't enjoy right. any. Didn't, there's not, there's no void to be filled. In yeah, this and I and I missed Marshmallow's sort of puppy year, which people like take pictures and like, you know, I don't have pictures of my dog on Instagram. I kind of missed it. I go back and look at the little bit that I do have now. Like, oh God, I wish I could have enjoyed it a little more. Um, but it, no, like I said, it was a stressful time in our our house, and so sh- from. For my kids, she was wonderful. For me, it was just more stress. Um, and I don't regret having her necessarily, but you've you've totally hit on it that that if you don't if you just know like you don't want anything else to take care of right now, then then don't do it because no matter what your kids say, you are going to be the alpha. And this is something I would like to say. Somebody in your house needs to be a pet lover. My husband loves cats and he loves our cat. And he loves the cat knows it. The cats and our son. Our middle son loves the cat and the cat knows. And like there's the cat always sleeps in either my son's bed or with my husband and it will sleep on his chest. My husband loves to pet the cat. He gives that cat so much love. Like I wouldn't have a cat if I didn't have those people in my house because we had dogs growing up and my mom was like a dog neutral. 
my dad was a dog hater. Like literally <laughs> like don't leave dad alone. He was his big joke about our dog was like there used to be a kind of dog food called Cycle and Cycle 1 was for puppies and Cycle 2 was for like young dogs and Cycle 3 was for adult dogs and Cycle 4 was for mature dogs and he was always threatening to feed our dog Cycle 5 which was like, you know, the euthanasia formula. <laughs> he was he hated dogs and we shouldn't have a dog. Had have had a dog basically, but you should have, you shouldn't get a dog unless there's someone to really, you shouldn't get a pet unless there's someone to like love and care for that pet in your house, in your home. Because I'm not an animal lover and I don't want an animal in our house that isn't getting a lot of love and attention. And I know that's not coming from me. Yes. And my husband's not a big dog lover. So I, I'm, I'm wary about a dog for that reason too. Like I, I want somebody to be really loving the dog. Getting an animal will not make you an animal lover. No, that's a lie. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a bad that's not a, a good thing. So that's, um, so those are the lies. Getting an animal will make you an animal lover, like you'll, the, the you'll see argument. And also, don't believe it when your kids are like, we'll walk him, we'll feed him. Oh, of course. Him. I mean, course if anyone's not. falling for that, you're insane. <laughs> right. right. My kids we'll do a lot. poop every day. Like, uh, no, yeah. it's a lie. No. Um, I have one thing that we're thinking about, which is that there are a bunch of... Um, Dog training park. We live up in like a kind of countryish area, and we live very near like a very countryish area. And there's a bunch of um, dog training places for seeing eye dogs, and they also do a lot of these programs through the New York State prisons, puppies behind bars, where they have uh, inmates at the prisons train service animals, seeing oh. eye dogs and post trauma, you know, dogs. And those dogs, they're generally uh, labs, golden and chocolate labs. And they need to be socialized with families. They want them around families. And so you can get trained to go and take the dog for the weekend. And then the dog just lives with you on the weekend, whatever, like a weekend a month, you get a dog. That is something I'm actually looking into. That's, that's pretty amazing. It's just sort of like for our family, that seems perfect. Like, is, is that a program we can like put a link to on the, on the show page? Yeah, sure. Okay, so let, we'll I be think sure so. to do that. We'll try. Um, I guess it depends on where you live. You might have to look for something really local to you, but there are places where, um, and like there's uh when we go to Texas in my, where my in-laws live, there's a, um, you know, a shelter where people can, you can go and just visit with the dogs, play with them, pet the cats. I let my kids do stuff like that. Cause I'm like, go get your animal fix outside of the house. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of the high school thing where you had to like to carry an egg Take around when it was a baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I was the kid who always broke the egg. Like yeah. I, I should not have a pet. But I think it's a it's a great idea. I really do. I mean, first of all, you're making the world a better place. So that do do it for that. But also, it just seems like a, a great idea. Like what, what will it feel like? Like oh yeah, it, it'll make you realize you do have to get up at six and. Well, I have a joke with my husband up. because I hate animals, as we've already established. Yet he has an aunt who has an unbelievably gorgeous piece of property in Texas and she runs a horse farm and there are, she takes care of other people's horses. So these horses happen to be these like unbelievable high end animals that are, you know, God knows how much they cost, but they're like very, very high end, beautiful horses. I don't know enough about horses, but whatever, they're fancy horses. And then the horses, a lot of the horses have a little donkey to be the horse's friends and then, so there's horses and donkeys, and then they have this unbelievable dog that is a cross between an Australian Shepherd and a Grand Pyrenees. So if you know those dogs, it's like a, 
This is the, the biggest mistake I came the closest to making. They were puppies when we first went there. And I was like, this puppy I could love. There was this one puppy and he was just always on my lap and he was so cute. He had the giant oversized ears and like the giant paws. And I was like, I, uh, I kind of want this puppy. And we were starting to have a conversation about how we would get it back to New York, whether it would be practical. I just, we couldn't figure it out. Thank God. I just went and visited. The dog is the size of a Great Dane. Oh my it's gosh, like yeah. a, it's like a 150 pound dog. It's gigantic and so fluffy. And it loves it. It runs around this farm as it should. It's like a horse, basically. And there's two cats and there's chickens and there's koi fish and there's all these different things on the farm. And I have a long standing joke with my husband, which is barely even a joke, which is that, of course, I'm always like, this is what we should do. We should move to a farm. Why do I have that thought? I hate animals and I hate getting up early and I don't really like working that hard. So a farm is the last place I should be, but it's kind of like how you go to the Williams Sonoma store and you're like, I should start making handmade pies. Like you just go insane because it, yeah, it's just something about that lifestyle seems so appealing. But the bottom line is I need everyone listening to help me not buy a working farm. <laughs> I think we can manage that. Yeah, I, I ask you to look out for me. If you hear me on the podcast, be like, I have a great idea. I'm going to buy a working farm. I, I don't know. Call the police and send them to my house. I I can keep you from that. I'm going to be your accountability partner oh, for really that. Exactly. I, I keep. Saying I mean, the that. real accountability partner is my wallet. It's not like I'm sitting there like, oh, <laughs> I, here's an extra hundred thousand dollars, hundred million dollars. I have to buy a working farm. I don't really think it's going to happen. But God forbid, I win the lottery. Like one of the first things I would do would be like, we need a dairy farm in Vermont. You know, if if your like default attitude towards the animal you already have is sort of like tolerance, then <laughs> no, there is nothing about me that should own a farm. It's a bad idea. I don't want to do it, and I'm trusting you all to stop me. My husband is my first line of defense, but if he fails, you guys need to need to look out. Because I mean, yeah, I don't want a pet. I don't want a farm, and I don't. I mean, the, I think where I come out on the whole issue basically is that I, I don't want a pet. I don't even want the pet we have, but we have a very easy, low-maintenance pet who my husband showers with love, so I don't feel guilty about. So fine, we have a cat. Yeah, but as we wrap this up, I do want to go back to my quadrant of of the pain in the rear factor versus like fun of having the pet. Like a cat is low-maintenance, yeah. but All is right. a cat fun? No. I mean, a cat is not fun, but it does kill rats. <laughs> so that's good. But no, I think you're right. So our con in conclusion, what we're saying is basically... Decide where in the quadrant you want to fall. You want to definitely avoid high maintenance, low fun. Yes. And you also want to be wary of high fun, super high maintenance. Right. Which is if like you're a pony. Us, if you're people like us, <laughs> if you're heartless, soulless animal haters like Amy and myself, then you need to be really, really thoughtful about getting a pet. Well, yes. I think it was just like to, to, to go back to what we were saying at the beginning, mate. But getting an animal will not turn you into an animal lover if no. you're not one already. Don't 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 fall, for, fall that. for that. Don't fall for the thing of like, my kids want a dog, so I'm going to get a hamster because that seems better. Well, that's a different thing, but right, they don't do that either. Yes. Don't be like a dog seems like too much, so I'll get something that is has just as much poop but isn't as interactive. Yeah, and I'm just going to ruin <laughs> our lives and have no fun. That's a terrible thing to do. And and P.S. the 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 travel thing you still got to deal with a hamster and a fish. You still got to deal yeah, with these things. Yeah, think about you think about what it all means. And for some people, and these voices are underrepresented because they don't have to be evil, either of us. Some people love having an animal. Like, I mean, didn't we all date that guy in college who's like got the dog that goes everywhere? I mean, it's like. 
you know, some people love having a dog. They don't find any of the pooping and shedding and disgusting slobbering. They don't find that annoying. The um the pressing of the anal glands. Oh, did you know that yes, did you know that Havanese yes, have to have their no. their anal glands expressed I frequently? I was at a wedding <laughs> recently and part of the vows exchanged were and now I get to teach you about pressing the anal glands on the dog and I laughed so hard. I was like call it off, get out of there. Yeah, let's no, not go I, down yeah. that dark road at this lovely juncture where we're crawling out of this thing. But yeah, uh, I, well, keep in mind that you will either have to do that or pay a professional to do it for you. I mean, basically what we're saying is go in with your eyes open. Don't yes. make a rash decision. Don't put a puppy under the Christmas tree. Don't, as friends of mine have done, and the ASPCA talks about this, don't buy a rabbit on Easter because it's cute. You've got to really think about this commitment with the pet. I have to. I just have to jump in here and be like, when my when my mother was growing up, so this was in the fifties. She said that they would get actual live chicks on Easter morning that had been dyed Easter egg colors. Oh, God bless had, the like, days before we understood six chicks in their yard cruelty. <laughs> yeah. And like, what happened to them? She's like, she didn't really remember. She's like, I guess they died. I don't really like. Yeah, she I remember guess how fun they were. You think, mom? <laughs> no, I guess they died. Um. Yeah, I think in general, and another thing that was brought up briefly, but should be part of our conclusion, go ahead and research the life expectancy of the animal you're going to choose. Even our cat, our cat is like five or six years old, feels like she's been with us forever. My brother and his wife have like a 26-year-old cat. Well, don't forget my sister no, and the turtle, year old turtle. African and gray parrots, 125 <laughs> years. I'm just saying, make sure you are committing to a life expectancy and that you know what you're in for. The big headline, don't be like Amy and I. Don't be so hateful towards animals. It's terrible. It means you have no soul. But on the flip side, if you're going to commit to a pet, go in with your eyes wide open. Keep your eyes so open that um, you might decide after you get a dog two years later, you need to get another dog because the dog's lonely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, jeez. Just be careful. (laughs) It's a slippery slope. I hate the slippery slope argument. I've argued against the slippery slope argument. But this whole thing, it's it's ice wall heading straight down. Be very careful, people. Um, So I think we've solved pets. I mean, I think that's what, what pets is all about. Uh, Okay, so now we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear about your pets. We want to see adorable pictures of your pets. I mean, we don't really, but we're saying that. No, you can share pictures of your pets with us. Convince Convince us. us My my friend... My friend just like today put up on on Facebook like welcome biscuit and it's a picture of a puppy and even I even I was like oh my gosh biscuit and like and, and I then I come on here and I'm like dogs are terrible but <laughs> all right we want to see biscuit put your pictures I up. like other people's cute puppies I want to see them you can join us at at or on either one our Facebook page which is what fresh hell cast. Yes, and Instagram, it's also so what Fresh Hell cast. That's a but very easy place to send us a picture Wait a minute, it gets tricky on Twitter. It's WF, wait a minute, I sometimes get it wrong, but I'm going to get it right this time. WFH podcast. Oh, That's right. First time's a charm. I got it right. Uh, come follow us on any of those places. Join the conversation. We're having fun. You can find links to what we talked about and pictures of our own pets at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Don't want to miss that, answer, right? No, you can't answer anything, but you can ask us questions there. Give us show suggestions. And most excitedly, you can learn all about our live show on December 1st. coming up on December 1st. Guys, it's going to be really fun. I was just at the theater and it's big and fun. And there's going to be quizzes and 
games and <laughs> fun. There's going to be quizzes. Yeah, quizzes. There's going to be quizzes. When you walk in, <laughs> you're going to be handed a piece of paper and a number two pencil, and there's going to be a quiz. Uh, no, it's going to be fun. I mean, I meant to make it sound fun. Uh, and there's going to be no pets allowed, so don't bring your pets. But don't do come pets, to the live show. Bring, your bring all your mom friends. Come out and have an awesome night with us on December 1st at the Chappaqua Performing Arts Center. And if you want to get tickets, you just go to our yeah. website, wetfreshellpodcast.com. Right there. They're right go there. Go for it. Uh, guys, that's it for this week. That's pets. I mean, what else can we possibly say? Um, nothing, right? But you need to stay, yeah, think, think and then think again think about getting again. a pet. And that is where we leave you guys. We'll see you next time on the Wet Fresh Hell Podcast. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.